everybody. Welcome to this latest episode, Thursday, June 1st, 2023, of Big Zoe and El Cabra Sports Talk. We just saw you yesterday. It's good to see you again today. This is a place to meet up with your buddies, have some drinks, and of course, talk some sports. And by drinks, we don't always mean alcoholic beverages, all right? So let's not get all crazy. Oh, you only drink water. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of common these days. So again, I am your host, The Big Zoe. I'm joined today by Cade High C. Williman. Uh, I just started calling him High C because Cade to C and then High C is the only I can think of. Yeah, well, I, I I was looking at that. I'm like, wait, since when does Cade have this nickname? I I, I just <laughs> made it up. I mean, since I, just, I joined the show, it could be like Cade Kaka Williman, but I think that would suck. That'd be a bad nickname. So, you know, High C, um, yeah, and and Caleb the Mac McChesney. So we're all here together today. It's gonna be a good time. Let's get right to it. High C, what are you drinking? And give us a random thought for today. Yeah, great to be back on the show. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm that guy drinking water. Uh, um, one, when you get my age, you need it. Uh, you dehydrate really quickly. Two, I just played back-to-back uh, softball games, and they were quite intense. I'm the young kid, so I get to do all the running for all the old fucks on my team. So the I get pinch like, runner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, like, if somebody gets on base, I'm like, I got you. So I'm exhausted, and I am definitely drinking water, because if I drink any type of alcohol, I would be trashed in about 30 minutes. Uh, that we don't want. Does Ursay hit some bombs? Uh, no. I went three for four <laughs> on both games, but no bombs. Hey man, it's all good. Three for four is not bad. I'll, I'll take it. So, the Mac, the 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 as he as he says the uh, the handsome backup quarterback, the Mac. What are you drinking? And give us a random thought for today. I'm with Cade. Got to have my high quality H2O. Um. Going back to my regular day job tomorrow at eight in the morning. That's terrible. But then I'm gonna start working some camera crew for uh Stokes's beloved New New Hampshire Fisher Cats on Saturday. So very nice. What's your day job? We'll see. My day job is a cashier clerk. So just like last year, I'm gonna be providing you guys with tons of stories of customers that I absolutely hate. <laughs> Did you see I that story? That. I, I think I saw it on Instagram. Um these these punk kids were in a convenience store talking all sorts of shit to a cashier. And the cashier wasn't much older than them, but you know they were. I don't know. They're just giving them trash. Dude comes out from around the counter with a fucking gun. Those dudes take off running, and you hear gunshots. Bah, bah, bah. And the, the lady recording is like trying to hide. She's like, "Oh my god!" And she looks back. There's people like cowering in the corner. And the guy walks back in. I have three kids, motherfuckers. Leave me alone. Ha, ha, ha. And he walks back and he apologizes to them. Then he says, but the store's closed. <laughs> so they, they all like, get up. You know, and they, that sounds like a gas station cashier story. Yep. I it, does. it does. It does. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the dudes talking shit, he looked like the guy from uh, LMFAO, the, the big ass hair guy, the big ass fro dude. Uh, Whatever happened to them. They broke up. Oh, oh, they went on hiatus, and they just never got back together. So, they died just like 2012 did. Easier yep, days. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, so yeah. Good, good stuff, man. Good stuff. My, my, my drink is my water. Can you guys see my water? Yeah, hydrated. Well hydrated on this episode. Yeah, and I'm I'm more than halfway through that one already, so we're good with that. Um, not not drinking today. And my random thought is uh, earlier today, I I got home. Now, my wife's out of town, so I got home, and you know my oldest son and I are home. I made some damn good hamburgers today, so everyone was happy. I grilled, grilled pretty nice. I've gotten pretty, pretty good with that grill. I, I enjoy grilling. So, so yeah, 
Yeah. Every dad seems to enjoy grilling. It's fun, dude. It's fun. I tell you what, man. You get older, you become a dad, you're gonna be like, oh, I, yeah, I, I can throw on a grill. Dude, I was horrible at grilling, and I thought I was good. I would like the burgers. I would make. They had like the consistency of cardboard. That's how bad that I would just burn the fuck out. I, of them. Uh, I'm not even a dad. I'm not even a dad, and I am. I have that feeling of when I pull the the weather cover off my grill. I just. I got that feeling, man. Oh yeah. Especially on a Saturday, I feel like I need those white uh, Snickers or, or Skechers. Uh, Snickers, wow, Skechers. A, a beer in the pocket, you know. New balances, yeah. New yeah, balance. new balance. I, I feel it, bro. I feel it. Do you have the Dockers T-shirt, uh, the Dockers polo, or what? Absolutely. I actually have an Auburn uh, apron, and it's it's like a the Auburn jersey. It's pretty freaking cool. My wife got it a couple years ago for for Father's Day, so I was like, well, yeah, I wear that. I'm gonna buy you an Ole Miss one. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you of. Hey man, I'll I'll, I'll wear an Ole Miss one. Shit, come on, man. Fuck Auburn. Speaking fuck of Auburn. Ole Miss, man, what the hell happened to Chad Kelly, dude? You know, a fucking badass, and he just. He breaking into people's he, houses in the middle of night. He yeah. had the talent, man. He yes. had the yes. chance to be great, and he's he's like another Johnny Manziel. Yeah, except for he's better than Johnny Manziel was. Oh yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's quite he's better than Johnny Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he ever got his shit together and he used his dad's contacts, he you know he could probably his, his uncle's contacts. I'm sorry, he could probably get um, you know a cup of coffee somewhere again. Maybe be a practice squad quarterback at this point. But he's just he's just fucking crazy. So so yeah yeah. Speaking of Ole Miss, didn't he like beat up somebody as like his nephew's like football game football or something? Game. Yep. He, yeah, yeah, that was a massive fight at a game, yep. and he ran on the field. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Swag dude, chat, baby. Nuts, man, dude's just nuts. I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, just just a crazy. I guy. know what high school that was at. That was one close to my dad's high school back in the day. Is that right? Yeah, my dad's from Mississippi, so I know right where it's at. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's get to our, our first topic today, guys. This is a topic that was sent to me by the Mac, and I really liked it. Good topic. It's NASCAR crashes and punishments is what I'm titling this one, right? So apparently this past weekend, Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway, the number nine car, Chase Elliott, crashed. The most popular driver in NASCAR, by the way. Crash. Yes. No, no, I, it's I Kyle Bush. In that, in that video, Kyle Bush. Said, no. Crashed with the number 11 car, uh, 11 car, Denny Hamlin. Elliott was suspended one race for the crash. Now, there was a similar instance. Um, again, you know, uh, Max sent me this, this, this video, explained it really nice. I was like, oh, it's pretty fucking cool. Similar instance happened with the number 45 car, now number 23, Bubba Wallace, and the number five car, uh, Kyle Larson, last fall in Las Vegas. Wallace had been hit by Larson and as a result of, last, of Larson's bad racing. He was, just, he, he, he was just terrible racing, and he hit him. Then Wallace decided he's going to run his car into Larson's car. To make matters worse, Wallace got out of his car, went and tried to pick a fight with Larson. Larson wanted nothing to do with him. Um, but as if hitting him back with his car... Larson's was, a little dude, too. And Bubba's, like, big. Bubba's a big <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty clear from the video. I was like, motherfucker. I, Jesus. So, you know, I don't follow NASCAR a whole lot. I, I, do, I do keep Bubba. I watch races here and there. This was really freaking interesting. And I came you know, away with these thoughts after watching the videos. Elliot's crash into Hamlin was definitely intentional and retaliatory. Okay. Uh, it, there was intent behind it. Um, so, yeah, fuck that. I didn't like it. Elliot showed intent to hit him, and we intentionally hit someone with a car, you know, you knowingly and with intent or putting the other driver at risk of serious injury or death. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I fucking hate that. Right. 
Larson last year when he crashed into Wallace seemed to me to, again the result of bad racing. Now again, I don't watch enough racing, so if you say no, 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 that was just he was he hit him on purpose. Then correct me, okay? It just seemed like it was bad driving. No, so. I think I think you're right. He just kind of ran. He didn't give him enough space heading into yes. the turn, and Bubba didn't like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now in in return, Wallace's crash to into Larson, like I mentioned, was also intentional and, and retaliatory. Again, when you intentionally hit someone with a car. You knowingly and with intent are putting them at, at risk of serious injury or death. And the fact that Wallace tried to pick a fight with Larson after after further indicated that Wallace's actions went beyond bad racing. He didn't even try to pretend it was bad racing. He was like, I'm just going to fucking hit you now. So I'm going to start off with my thoughts on the suspensions, and I'm going to go to Mac. My thoughts on the suspension. I think Chase Elliott should have been suspended multiple races, a couple races, two, three. But Wallace the same, and perhaps add another race or two on top of that we're trying to pick a fight in the infield because now yeah i mean you're yeah you're not just hitting with now you're getting out and you're like okay this is completely outside of the race i'm just gonna go fight you now um so again the question now is is one race enough or is it even punishment worthy can you think of other instances where policing your own sport went too far mac you sent the topic in questions let's go to you first so um i think um between those two uh, car crashes, and uh, I encourage anybody who's watching right now, pause, go, go look at these crashes, and then come back and watch us. So you know exactly what we're talking about. One I'll happened. Put, I'll, just I'll put last... it in the. I'll put the the YouTube links in the in the description. Awesome, and I think that video, that ten minute video I sent you, also showed both of them. Yeah, that, but, that was um, a good one. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does a lot of great at NASCAR content. The iceberg, um, but yeah. So with the Elliott crash, I feel like between the between the two crashes, right? Elliot's for probably the whole next day, we were thinking, oh, well, it could have been intentional. It might not have been. His wheels might have locked up after he hit the fence like he did. Um, kind of the opposite sides of the uh, of the wheel here uh, for Elliot and Larson, who are teammates. Um, when Elliot gets sent into a wall, he drives for a couple of seconds, goes and hits him. Um you know, for the whole day, me and Stokes are driving up. Stokes is a big Chase Elliott fan, obviously. And um, he's like, oh, well, no, there's, these crashes are nowhere near the same. Um, there's a good chance that Elliott didn't even, you know, do it on purpose, stuff like that. You know, the Chase Elliott fanisms of it all. Sorry, Stokes, I love you. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I think after, as once we concluded that Elliott's tires didn't lock up, it was totally that he did this, you know, in retaliation. He went and hit Denny Hamlin, who is no saint himself as it comes to uh, wrecking people and, you know, doing shady things for wins. Um, but, yeah, I think Elliot, uh, one gate, one race suspension is is get best. Nobody got hurt. Thank God. That's um, and with Bubba's uh, crash last year, I think Bubba's crash is actually more egregious. Um, but not only with how he got after, out after the fight, but how he dove down the racetrack to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Like Bubba chased him forever <laughs> to get him in that hit. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think one race for Elliot's fine. This is he's not a repeat offender. This isn't something he does often. He's often you know known as the golden boy of NASCAR because he doesn't get into trouble, and NASCAR is willing to you know look the other way for him because typically he doesn't get in trouble. Um, it's not just the uh, nepotism because he's the son of Bill Elliot. Um, so I think one race is fine. Uh, as far as Bubba's last year, he got one race as well. And I feel for Bubba, he has such a bad rap when it comes to NASCAR because of the whole incident in 2020 that, you know, certain 
types of people take out of context and just blame him for everything and you know nascar going woke yada 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 (laughs) um but yeah i think i think back then probably should have been more than one race but uh you know with bubba's crash being one race i think you have to have chases being one as well if anything or or chases being none because if i mean bubba's was pretty fucking obvious yeah yeah and it was late in the season too uh this is we're still we're just getting past the halfway point here but um yeah i think one race is fine for each um and as far as i want to make a note on denny hamlin uh (laughs) i'm not a big denny guy as you can see my wallpaper behind me i'm a big alex bowman fan and if you guys don't know what happened between these two at martinsville 2021 i will uh i'll i'll tell you quickly uh, Alex Bowman bumps into Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin goes spinning. It's late in the race. Alex Bowman goes and wins as he's going to do his victory burnout. Denny Hamlin, after the race, pulls up right in front of his car and just sits there, blocking his burnout and just being an absolute puss about everything. An asshole. And then he goes into pit road for his post-race interview. He's like, oh, well, Bowman's a hack. You know, just complaining, you know, how he has, he's be- his equipment is better than he is and how he's being carried by his teammates. And, you know, just be a crybaby. And I think it's just ironic for Denny Hamlin to say, oh, we'll chase through a tantrum. Well, you know, all Denny does really when things happen to him is throw tantrums. He starts whining about um, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, not a big Denny guy. But and I do like Chase Elliott as a part of, you know, Hendrick Motorsports fandom here. I got my Jeff Gordon T-shirt on. Only raced with Hendrick throughout his entire career. Um, <laughs> nice shirt, Kate. Yeah, I when I got on, I thought it said "fat bitches." I'm like, oh no, <laughs> but <Fat> bitches. <laughs> but yeah, I think any other instances where uh, sport policing itself has gone has gone wrong. Oh right? yeah, totally. So 2017 uh, or 2018, it was the Red Sox versus Orioles, very early in the season, when um, I think it was Manny Machado who kicked us all off by spiking Dustin Pedroia, uh, sliding into second base and pretty much ending his career right yep. there. We didn't know it then. But throughout the rest of that series, I don't know if you guys remember, but they were throwing pitches at each other. They were spiking each other. Like, it was just a messy series. Um, so I think baseball, um, if you're going to have sports that police themselves, baseball, I think it's the most often that takes it way too far. Um, you know, because there's not a whole lot blocking you from a 100-mile-per-hour uh, fastball to a dome. Like uh, Chris Sale was throwing that Orioles pitchers back then, but yeah, I thought that this was a this was an interesting uh, thing to bring up because I think NASCAR is just like so unique that like you know uh, with how it polices itself because you know Rubens racing. I don't know if you guys have heard that before. Watch Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise, excellent movie by the way. Um, but... Old school movie, bro. Late eighties, early nineties. But people bump into each other all the time and people get bumped into walls. That happens. But obviously it takes it to a certain degree when you bump somebody on your right rear and 100 percent of the time somebody's going to the wall. I think ultimately NASCAR made the right move. And I think Hendrick is doing a great job just not appealing the penalty because, you know, earlier this season, they've gotten slammed with penalties. Um, there were some um, non-approved stuff going on with the 48 car and Alex Bowman. I remember that. And yeah. I think it might have been the 24 of William Byron. 
but they got you know hit with penalty strikes, fines, their crew chiefs were suspended, and they appealed it and it got away. They got away with it. Um, and then a, a, a different team, Brad Kozlowski's number six, they got busted with the same penalty, and in their appeal, they didn't get it right. And they're, so NASCAR is this really weird appeal system. But I think overall, this penalty is being served great. I think it's great that Hendrick said, all right, Chase screwed up. We're going to let him sit out this week, and we're going to come back to the table in two weeks at Sonoma, and we'll just go from there. But I'm interested to see what, what Cade has to say about it, if he saw the videos that I sent him or anything. But Yeah, Cade, let's go to you. What What are your thoughts on this? Uh, what, one, what, one race suspension enough, not enough? Um, you know, I should have, should there be any punishment? And then can you think of an incident where a, a sport, um, uh, it, it went too far in policing itself? No, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, there needs to be accountability and, you know, if Hendricks isn't going to be the one who punishes their own driver, um, you know, NASCAR needs to do a better job. Um, one one race is not enough. Um, I, I think it should be multiple. I think I I, I say three. Minimum. I see. I think you should go one, three, five, and then after that, you're done for the year. If you're intentionally wrecking people, th- this isn't basketball. This isn't football. This isn't baseball. This isn't hockey. Okay, you're driving thousand pound machines that can easily crush a person, easily take a life. All right, you got to be a little bit more careful here. This isn't soccer, okay? This isn't faking an injury to get a to get a yellow card to get a free kick. This is a thousand pound vehicle that can easily crush somebody. So you got to start enforcing the rules. As far as the fighting in the pits, let them fucking have it, man. Go at it. All right. We're, well, we're I don't think the- even Bubba. I don't think Bubba and Kyle made it to the pits. I think once they wrecked, they were in the infield. They were and then in they the infield, out, yeah. and then Bubba hey, just that's, started swinging. That's fine. Off. That is fine. <laughs> They're not in the way. There's no cars going to hit them in the infield. Let them fucking have it, man. America, I, I will stand by this until the day I fucking die. America would be better. Every sport would be better if you had a fucking penalty box. Every fucking sport would be ha- would be better. Fighting on the infield? Fuck it. Let them go, man. You know what? They, they, they How about this? The loser gets penalized. All right? Be a fucking man. They may as well get put an Ostagon in, in, in the infield and just let him. All right, here you go, guys. In, in, in the Ab- ring. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you, you should, what, you should penalize the loser. You get your ass beat as a grown ass man. Hell no. You Listen, penalize. I think I think Kyle was right to uh, duck the Bubba Wallace fight. He's huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's that that's fair. If you can get away from it, absolutely. But you know, if it's gonna go guns up, you, you gotta be ready to fight, man. Every and sport I think, better. And I think, Kate, um, why they gave um, Chase Elliott just a one instead of like a three or a five is because Chase doesn't do this stuff normally. Chase is very much a clean driver who stays out of trouble. I think he just had a, a lapse of judgment. And I think yeah, as a as, as a chase as a chase guy, one one race is fine. I think anything more would have been a little much. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think I mean, a, a good a good analogy for that would be um think I think of a random NBA player who I I I, I got like Jamal Murray. You know, he he has he he does the technical foul, whatever, right? You know, it, He's going to get penalized a lot less than Draymond Green doing the same thing because the history, you know? And so kind of like Jamal Murray, you know, they're like, well, this isn't who he is. He, he lost his <clears> number <throat> versus Draymond Green. Oh, fuck that guy. You know, he, this, this guy kicks nuts. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, what I'm saying like, if it's your first instance, you know, one race is not bad, but if it's your second, you go to three, 
And then if you do it again, it's starting to become a problem. You go to five, and if you have one more after that, you're done for the year. You don't. Not that I think that there's a huge problem with intentionally crashing people. In no, NASCAR. no. I'm just saying, Lately, but you anyway, need to make. Back in the day, there would have been there was there was a lot worse with the uh, Dale Senior and whatnot. <laughs> hey, he's he's not dead. He's just a lap ahead. Oh, praise hell, that. praise Dale. By God, <laughs> rest in peace. Absolutely. As I say, wearing my Jeff Gordon T-shirt. <laughs> Facts. So, Cade, uh, what you got for the sport that took policing too far, maybe? Policing itself. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm i trying to think of, like, I, I want to find the, the perfect one, but I, I just don't have the solid answer with me. I'm, I'm going to apologize. I may have skipped over that in, in our script for it. Um, you know what? The Was it, like, the 78? Pistons was it like the, it was the Pistons like back in the day man like way before my time like you know back when they were fighting straight fighting on, on oh, you're the, talking on about the court. No, it was this was the late 80s this was Bill Ambeer and John was it the Stanley. 80s was it the 80s okay 90s. I thought it was the late 70s yeah it was like it was from 87 to 89 ish yeah they like they they took basketball like way too serious <laughs> I mean we were talking about straight up just clotheslining people and I hate basketball I'll go ahead, I'll be the first one to talk about it and say that I hate it this next subject probably not gonna be the number one person to talk about it but you know the, straight clotheslining that's a little too damn far baseball is probably the prime example to use for um for policing because they will take it in their own hands and pitchers are definitely guilty of it. But I'm going to stick with the Pistons, man. Like they were straight bodying people and they wanted that fight. Um, like I said, I have no problem with penalty boxes, but if they're not going to add it, Pistons are the perfect example. Yeah. And the Pistons, I, you know, I'm aging myself, but I remember watching, I was, I was between 10 and 13 during those years. And um, they weren't, I mean, they had good players. You know, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Joe Dumars, you know what I mean? They, these guys are all yeah. favorites, you know? And, Absolutely. And they had Benny Johnson. They called him the microwave off the bench because he'd come in and heat up quickly. Um, but absent those three guys, they were not the most talented team. So they had to resort to those types of tactics. You know, I mean, it, when they were playing the Lakers and the Celtics, those teams were full of Hall of Famers. You know, and mm-hmm. and then and they took out the Bulls a, a time or two at, in, in those runs the Bulls with Michael Jordan, you know, they, they had the Jordan rules and really it was, we're going to hit you every time you come in because they couldn't, they couldn't guard them. They couldn't guard people. They were literally trying to, Hey, we're going to, we're, we're going to straddle that line. And if you happen to get hurt, mm, sorry, but, but we're going to do it. We're going to go Oops. fucking hit you. And cause, cause they they weren't as talented, you know. Anyone out there who wants to tell me that John Sally was as talented as as fucking Kevin McHale? Come on, man. Uh, well, he was as talented as James Worthy. No, no, he, he no, wasn't. not James. They they couldn't handle Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know. And so they 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 did not have, you know, throughout the roster, they did not have the talent that these other teams did. And so you know, Chuck Daly he said, "Well, fuck it, let's just be a lot more aggressive than anybody else is." And they could get away with it back then. And now, nowadays, and, I mean, everyone again, you know, their bench would be down to four players at the end of the game because everyone would be kicked out of the game for doing what they did back and then. And God forbid you foul one of their players because they were fucked. Oh, and they threw down. I mean, Bill Ambeer would just cock his wrist. He was ready. He was fucking. He was ready. To, he was ready to punch. So, well, I already gave you guys my opinion on on the on the uh, the punishments and stuff. Um, 
the the thing about policing and i don't know that it went too far i kind of really enjoyed this um mid 2010s freaking blue jays had a a, a player named uh, jose batista dude, ah. dude could hit home runs right yeah. but they were they were playing the rangers in the playoffs and um motherfucker he he hit a game winner a uh, uh, walk off uh, i believe it was a walk off and he i mean he chucked the bat mm-hmm. the following season um he slides into second and they're playing in texas and ruknet odor for for the rangers I, just punches him just fucking punches him greatest thing i, I ever saw and i was like and i thought to myself that's the last time i was able to, he's going to show these fuckers up and Jose Batista kind of fell off. I mean, it, he, it wasn't that that made him fall off, but he kind of fell off after a couple more years. And that, that was it. He had his moment of, of, you know, 15 minutes of fame. But when Rugnet Odor hit him, oh, I tell you what, man. I mean, I, and, and and it wasn't just Rangers fans. There was a lot of, of baseball fans like, oh, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. That dude, I mean, he was arrogant dude. And, and, you know, there was always these little allegations that, well, did, was he juicing a little bit? Cause he wasn't that good prior to getting to, to the blue Jays. And all of a sudden he's hitting bombs. Um, you know, I, and so I, I, I don't know that it took it too far. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that, you know, and they kind of, he, he eased up a little bit. I'll tell you what, he thought twice every time he was going to show somebody up again. And he said all the right things that he, he would say afterwards. Oh no, I'm, you know, I, I'm still going to keep playing my game. I'm going to have fun. He, he stopped. It was, it was really <laughs> impressive. So now why can't somebody didn't do really that have to, a whole... uh, go, go ahead. ahead go ahead no you got you were you got further than i did i was gonna say now why can't somebody just do that to jose altuve well they tried they tried throwing pitches at him and it didn't work well it's because uh, you can't hit him he's like four foot one everything he throws well, over his head okay well just cold cock him as he comes on the base he's a fucking bitch man i hate that guy after that but... following the following year of that I would have taken. I would have taken the punt. You're you're a baseball player, dude. You're making money, bro. Take when he rounds second, just Superman, just straight into his jaw, please. I would take one for the team. I would have told the GM, yo, dude, I'm about to get fined. You about to send me down to AAA or maybe even Double A for a couple of weeks. I'm taking it. I'll tell you what. His whoever did it, the rest of the team would have pitched in to pay the fine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you uh, say so, what, Mac? Yeah, yeah. You're you're a big rap fan, aren't you? Yeah. So I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, but around that time that uh, that that incident happened, there was a a feud between a rapper named Joe Budden and uh, Drake. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen this album cover, but on one of the diss tracks Joe Budden made, it was Rugnet Odor punching Jose Bautista in the face <laughs> because you know the symbolism of yes. it all. You know, Drake being Canadian and um now the track was horrible. Joe Budden can't make music, but <laughs> but uh, but it, 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 it was great to, to have that. Fuck that. You know, it, it became a cultural symbol type thing. My my wife bought me a shirt and it showed Odor punching Batista and, and, and then it says don't mess with Texas. You know how he, don't mess with Texas has their 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 oh don't mess with Texas. It said don't mess with Texas. I was like, oh fuck yeah, talk about talk about just playing on everything now. Dude. Don't mess with Texas, fucking weak ass Canadian Jose Batista, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I, and I then Batista I, Batista continued to do nothing the rest of his career. I think he was a minor leaguer within the next two years. Yeah, yeah. He had, <laughs> he he had like a, he had like a two or three year span. And and that's why there's people who are wondering whether he used roids because it was like a the the shortest fucking span 
of 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 a, a player's prime. You know, it, it reminded me of Brady Anderson with the Orioles in the in 1993 or four, this guy hit like two home runs a year. And then all of a sudden it's 51. And then he went back down to like nine a year again. And people were like, what? And he got fucking huge. He got ripped. And so I'm like, with Batista, I'm like, dude, you were on something. And then you got off it because they were, they, they were, they were on to you. So fuck, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. So. All right, guys, we're gonna go on to the next topic here. It's Cade's favorite topic. Hey, by the way, Mac, thanks. That was that was a hell of a topic, man. Those those uh, videos those videos were freaking amazing. So yeah, I, I encourage you if you're gonna follow NASCAR, subscribe to that guy, the Iceberg, and watch his content there. It's amazing. I'd be up until like three in the morning watching some of these videos. <laughs> Just go down the rabbit hole. Uh... <laughs> oh, Cade's Cade's trying to run away because he doesn't want to talk about this. I'll start again. I don't care. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it then. We're we're gonna go into NBA Finals predictions. Be a really easy segment because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Matter of fact, I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about because one of the teams in there, I called a pretender at the beginning of the season, and here they are in the finals. Go figure. It's the East eight seed, the Miami Heat against the West one seed, the Nuggets. Heat seventh appearance, Nuggets first. Um, and again, I called the I called the Heat pretenders. So the only pretender around here is me, apparently. Um, Gabe, you're back. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have at this. Who wins in how many games and why? All right. So apparently, Denver has a basketball team. Didn't know that. Um, congratulations oh. to the Miami Heat for making it. Um, I've seen, I've actually seen this one kind of coming. Um, the, the heat have been rising the last couple of years in, in the finals and, and trying to get there. Uh, and they just haven't had that sweet moment. Um, I don't know why, but I am a Jimmy Butler fan. I don't know why I can't tell you what it is. I don't even know where he went to college. He's got a lot of heart and he loves Nickelback. I mean, what else do you need? He I think the Nickelback, Nickelback yeah. but I don't know what it is. I'm a fan. And, even before LeBron James, because I absolutely despise LeBron James, um, I just for some reason always liked the Heat as a kid. I don't know why, but I just Shaq do. and Wade, baby, Shaq and Wade. I don't know. I just I don't know. I just always have been a fan of the Heat. Um, they've got their hands full. Um, the Nuggets are really really good. You just demolished uh, fake ass LeBron James, and, and they are riding high. And um, the Eastern went to seven games, right? Mm-hmm. Went to seven yeah. games. So after the Celtics were up three, or the the Heat were up three zero, they let the Celtics win three straight, and then at Game Seven at home in Boston, the Heat fucking smoked them. Uh-huh. So one of two things are about to happen here. Denver is going to cool off because now you've had about a week to just rest and get back to it, and you're going to cool off. And or and the Heat are going to absolutely just keep rolling with it. Or Denver is about to just absolutely run away with this because they are well rested. Those are the two things. The Heat are going to keep going, and they're going to take it. I'm gonna say in Game Six. I think it's going to be in Miami, Game Six. Or Denver's just going to absolutely come out and win this in five games and shut it down. All right. Den- Denver, the state of Colorado is apparently trying to win everything. For God's sakes, uh, if the Denver Broncos knew what the fuck they were doing, they could probably run the damn trifecta here. Uh, but I've got to go with the Heat. I want the Heat to win it. I want Jimmy Butler to get his ring. Uh, Dade County, baby, in six wins. Do you have anything to say to uh, one? Do you have anything to say to one Ryan Benner who is on the opposite end of this? Fuck Ryan Benner. Oh shit! Irish bastard. I'm I'm glad that I could. uh, I'm glad that I could be the instigator here. That's that's hilarious. I hope he hears this. 
I hope he texts me. I absolutely want Jimmy Butler to dunk on the Joker. I, I well, let's see. Game one is game one is going on right now. I can give, give you guys a quick score update here. Yeah, what you got? Do What's it. The, uh, Do it. The Nuggets are up fifty nine to forty two at halftime. Okay. It's nasty. All right. All right. All right. Do uh, Do I think the Heat are going to win? Probably not. But do Jimmy I? Jimmy Butler has a whole seven points. That a boy. Jokic already has a double-double. Jesus Christ. Let's just say this. Every time I cheer against Denver, they always win. Because I was cheering against them when the, when the Avalanche won. And here we are again. I'm they're cheering the, against the, them. You know, the you are their, finals too. You are the reverse good luck charm for them. <laughs> I know. I should probably start cheering for Denver. <laughs> oh, but Mac, what do you got, bro? How many games and why? So at halftime of game one, uh, it's not looking great for Miami. Um, I think a lot's been taken out of them. I think they're gassed. You just went to seven in a series where you probably should have won in five or six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, To a Celtics team that was more talented. You overachieved. You overachieved to get here. The Celtics are, as much as I hate them, they are twice as talented as you. They are probably just as good a coach as you at this point because Bolstra just dropped three. Um, had you made it out of game seven that convincingly, I have no idea. But that's over now. You're in Denver against the MVP, who now has teammates. Jamal Murray, uh, what's his name? Uh like Michael Porter Jr. Porter Jr. Um, uh, Aaron Gordon's playing pretty well. Lots of guys on that team with lots of talent. I and there's no big man that can really stop Jokic on that team. And that there's anybody who can stop Jokic, but just slow him down even. Bam, Bam Adebayo is going to get killed. Cody Zeller is going to get killed. It It's not a contest. The best that he can do is keep up. And as we look at right now at halftime, it's not looking good. Um, so the Nuggets are probably going to win this in five. Uh, maybe it could even be a sweep because I think Miami is just tired. They have been beaten to death and they need some major improvements if they want to try to make this run again next year. Um, they have a star in Jimmy Butler, but he kind of he kind of cooled off at the end of that series. He really did. For those three games, he played like absolute garbage. And say what you will about the um about the Lakers, Cade, but the Lakers played four close games with Denver. The Heat weren't weren't particularly close in the games they lost. Um, yeah, sucks so. to suck, LeBron. I hate it for you. Not really. But yeah, give me give me the Nuggets and four. They played a much tougher opponent and swept them. They've had a much tougher road, and Miami struggled with an easier road. I think so. Give me the Nuggets and four or five. It's not going to be particularly close. I'd be shocked. All right. Well, I I got the Nuggets also. This um, I hope this... I I hope I didn't steal your uh, explanation from. Oh Denver. no, not at all. My, my explanation. This reminds me a lot of the '99 season, the Spurs and the Knicks. The Knicks were the eight seed and. They made this great run. Patrick Ewing got injured during the during the playoffs. So it was Latrell Sprewell and Allen Houston, who were just they were they were playing lights out. They were playing lights out, and they ended up playing fifteen games in the playoffs. They went eleven and four. The Spurs played uh, twelve games. They went eleven and one, if I'm not mistaken, in the playoffs on their way there. Yeah, eleven and one. So the Spurs beat the T Wolves three games to one. The Lakers four games to none. The Trailblazers four games to none. The uh, Knicks beat the Heat three to two, Hawks four to zero, and then Pacers four to two. So by the time the Knicks got there, they 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 were tired and they were outmanned. I mean, they 
they were not as good a team as the Spurs were. It reminds me a lot of the Heat right now, and I'm with you. You know, they have Jimmy Butler. His legs were gone the last four games of that series. They were gone. He he. When you need Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent to, you know, yep, pop threes consistently, or Duncan Robinson to be hitting shots consistently instead of your stars, you got an issue. And that's what happened at the end of that Celtic series. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, they're fortunate um, that these guys made the shots they made. Right. And, and they won that last game big. I mean, the Celtics, the Celtics were as tired as they were, but at the end of the day, I think the Nuggets are just a better team overall, um, you know, and, and they proved it in the West. I mean, they, they just, they ran through people, you know. It, they had a really tough road too. Like they didn't beat slouches. I don't know who they played the first round, but in the second uh, round they played the Timberwolves. I believe the first T Wolves took him to six. I think. I believe and, the Timberwolves. And the T Wolves are kind of solid. Like they're young and they're raw, and they need a little bit more development. But the T Wolves are solid. And then the Suns, who are terrific, if they might be shallow, but between Booker and Durant, that you got your hands full. Yeah. Um, and then Aiden, if he wants to show up. And then the Lakers, like I said, they got swept, but the Lakers played hard all four games. The yeah. Lakers are very talented when they have everything together and LeBron isn't 38 battling a torn foot. Yeah. Pussy. Yeah. No, I, that, that, that shit's fucking painful, man. So let's see. The first round. Where the T-Wolf sounds right. T-Wolf sounds right. It was T-Wolves, and it was 4-1, to one, and then they beat Phoenix 4-2. to two. Okay. And then they swept the Lakers, and then Miami won four to one, then four to two, and then four to three. Uh, and I just see them tired. I, I mean, and, and again, it is Jimmy Butler. <clears throat> it, it's with him right now. It's going to be all or nothing with him. He, if he shows up, they have a chance. Um, and by a chance, I don't mean they're going to win. I mean he he keeps them close. But if he doesn't, I think you're looking at what you're seeing today. Um, I I I'm going with uh, five games. Um, just because I think there's going to be a moment with the Heat where their pride is going to say we cannot get swept. That that's that, that that's why I'm going to give them one. I think their pride is going to take ours at some point. We cannot get swept, and and they'll win one. My my opinion, uh, and, and so I, but I, it, this mirrors. If you guys look up the '99 NBA Finals, this this mirrors that that final so well. The Spurs and Knicks. The Spurs beat them four games to one, and the Knicks. And- it was it was one game where they were like we just can't get swept. And they they won. and listen. This would be a much closer series if uh, the Philadelphia 76ers could close. Oh, if yeah. they weren't coached by Doc Rivers and they beat the Celtics game six, and then they probably run through the Heat to tell you the truth. Um, yep. and we're looking at Sixers and Nuggets, Joel Embiid versus Jokic, Ooh. James Harden versus Jamal Murray. Ooh. That's a good series. Yeah, James James Harden will never win. But Doc Rivers, but Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers, and I'm going to shoot myself when he comes to Phoenix. I really hope that doesn't happen. It will. I mean, all the other candidates are gone. Nick Nick Nurse is with the Sixers now. Monty Williams just took off to the Pistons. They they just paid him uh, twelve or thirteen million. As they should. He's a fantastic coach. Yeah, yeah, really good coach. Um, Yeah, and and I don't I don't remember where Budenholzer did he go. Did he go to the or has he not gone anywhere yet? Uh, I don't know, but I know Ime Udoka was one of the first ones with the Houston. Budenholzer. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's anywhere yet. And then the the Bucks just hired somebody too. The Bucks had coach. They, I think they hired somebody under the Steve Kerr staff. 
Isn't that the team with Giannis or Giannis or whatever the fuck yep. it is? Yep, yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah. and Chris Middleton, and who's a free agent, but yeah, yeah. Adrian Griffin, he's the new coach for for the Bucks. So, coaching carousel is beginning to. Yep, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. And the Suns are going to get left with Doc Rivers, and I hate it. <laughs> oh man! Well, I, I I had read that they were probably going to shoot for uh, Tyron Lue. Um, oh, please do it! Please do it! I, and I, you know, it would it would take so he'd have to break his contract with the Clippers, but I, I think they'd pay him enough to make it worth him breaking the contract, or or you know what I mean, or they'd they'd have to bow out his contract. They need to make something out of this window because I hate to go. I I mean, we're on a Suns tangent now, but uh, they got nowhere to go. They need to get the best they got out of this talent: Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre yeah. Aiden. You can't move him. Yeah, and, you can't and, you know, rebuild Chris- Chris Paul is on his last legs there. I I I doubt he's going to be on the Suns halfway through the upcoming season. If we can trade him, great, but I don't know what kind of value he has. <laughs> I think the Lakers are trade him is... for for D'Angelo Russell at this point. Do it, please. <laughs> at least D'Lo's got years left for him, you know. I think Chris Chris Paul's about done. So so yeah. Well, guys, that was good right there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go into our weekly dumbass of the week segment before we wrap everything up. So, uh, in this segment, each of the panelists will tell us who the dumbass of the week is, sports related, not, no politics. We're not going to go politics. And they're going to tell damn. us why. What's that? <laughs> That's a damn. No, no, no. no we're, we're not talking <laughs> politics. The rest of us get to jump in and agree, disagree, make fun of the dumbass or whatever you want to do with it. So we're going to go ahead and start off with the Mac. Mac, who's dumbass of the week? Why? So, uh, keep it with my NASCAR theme here. Uh, there was another penalty that was levied this week. Um, the NASCAR fined uh, the number 14 team of Stuart Haas Racing, Chase Briscoe. Uh, they penalized them with uh, suspending their crew chief for six races and fining them two and fined him $250,000, along with uh, penalizing Chase Briscoe and the number 14 team 120 points and 25 playoff points. Each. So they're screwed. Yeah, their season's done. What? For what? Yeah. And uh, this team stated that it accepts the L3 penalty, uh, the level level three penalty, obviously. What they did was um, they put a counterfeit part on the car that was not from the uh, single supplier that NASCAR uses. They put on this, they put on the single supplier car and just, you know, half-assed it and said, oh, well, this looks legit. We can use this. And obviously NASCAR has very strict rules on what you could put on this car. It's like the Pinewood Derby, but bigger. Um, wow. And they got busted. And Where did they order this part from? This is the- whoa, whoa, what part? What did this part do? So this part of the car, I'm no, I'm no car junkie, so I'm explaining this very roughly. So what the part basically is, to my understanding, is it's at the bottom of this car here. Um, they have like this thing under the car that helps with the air and whatnot, and it it helps with you know you know speed, green air, dirty air, lots of car knowledge here. Uh, but if anybody, if you want to look it up, it's it's a Chase Briscoe. If you want to see what exactly I'm talking about here, but this is the biggest penalty that NASCAR has ever handed out as far as um, points and fines. Uh, now this is I have, a, I have a question, Mac. Did that did that part give them a unfair advantage? I mean, if if it was supposed to, they still finish twentieth. <laughs> See, to me, this is the stupidest thing. You're you're penalizing someone for 
nothing. And, you know, it's like it's it's like when marijuana was was on on the restricted list for for the NBA and stuff. You know, people get high. That's not that's not performance enhancing at at, at all. You have no advantage with that. And so if well, no, I mean, I mean, NASCAR has a Pinewood Derby level book where you can only use certain things that come with this next gen car. I mean, wow, they they just they they knew the rules, they broke them, and didn't even try to hide it. Damn, so that's fucking harsh. And Stuart Haas, uh, the racing team, isn't even like headed by Stuart by Tony Stewart. Obviously, they're not even looking at um, appealing this penalty. So. They're just taking it right on the chin. They know they screwed up. And uh, wow. some, a lot of times this isn't even on the driver. Um, a lot of times this is his crew chief being stupid, um, as it was with uh, the Bowman incident um, earlier this year. But yeah, uh, this ends their season because even if Chase Briscoe somehow gets a win, it hasn't been great for that team this year outside of Kevin Harvick, who's been yeah in his last season as a full-time racer. Uh, even if he gets a win, there's twenty. He's still he's twenty five playoff points down. That so. is fucking nuts, man. That is so Chase Briscoe and his crew chief. You guys are my dumbass of the week. Why would you on earth um, try to st- try to counterfeit a part that's from a single supplier and not even make it try not even try to make it look legit? Unbelievable. Wow. You deserve it. <laughs> solid, solid. I see what you got for the dumbass of the week. Is it is it Clown Manfred right behind you? No, this Clown he's, Goodell. He's just an idiot. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. my story. <clears throat> we're gonna take a little step back in time here. Um, it comes out of 2015. Um, comes off of a school bus. This little girl, seven years old, is uh, is trying to get off the bus. Her name is Allie Rednauer. Um, she's trying to get off the bus, and uh, I think her name is Melinda Sanders is the bus driver and she goes to shut the door. And if you know anything about these doors on, on a school bus, when you, it's like a 180, and when it gets back, it locks into place, it locks the door. And so this little seven year old is trying to get off the bus and she shuts the door and it catches in between her shoulder blades and the backpack. Mm. And the little girl cannot get her arms out of, I guess you would say, the straps uh, in time. And this driver just starts driving, just takes off. And she's going, I mean, I mean, she's going 25 miles an hour, but still for a seven-year-old, 25 miles an hour is probably like 65. Well, dude, you know, 25 for, miles for, an hour, if you, you get still going, yeah. Fucking, you can die. Yeah, exactly. So she starts dragging this seven-year-old with a bus for, a, a, it says about 1,300 feet. Uh, and and you, mile, may not think, you may not think, you may not think that's very long. That's a long ass fucking rod to be getting your ass dragged by a bus. Um, and, and it's not just the fact, excuse me, just one second. Uh, it's not just the fact that she did this. It's the fact that she one looks in like the camera watches the driver. She looks at the windshield, uh, the side mirror at the front of the bus doesn't see her. And there's another adult. There's another teacher. They're standing there. Who's supposed to be helping watch for these things and making sure the kids behave. And they go 1,300 feet before they realize that they have dragged this girl. And she has had over uh, – I, I forgot how many – I forgot how many surgeries she's had. Uh, but parts of her body are, are not going to work. She has nerve damage that's not going to heal. Thing, um, 
And, and it's just amazing. And so I, I think the reason that this is getting so much hype is that she is getting uh, $4.8 million in a series of lump sum and periodic payments through 2088. Okay, wait. So is that $4.8 million total or is that per year? Um. Because four point eight million dollars, I think, total over the next sixty years, I think. And over that, the next sixty-five even, years. Even at that, her her quality of life is gonna be shit. I, I mean, are they paying, oh yeah, it's it, yeah, it's gonna be gonna terrible. Pay, are they also gonna pay medical bills and stuff? Because that's not that's not gonna be enough for medical bills. No. Uh I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get into that part of this. Wow. It's just the news article. Um four point eight. I'm trying to think of uh sixty-five. I mean, she's going to get $73,000 a year for the next 65 years. Yeah. But I, 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 I still, would trade, at that point, I, would I mean. I that for quality of life, man. Fuck. Oh, absolutely. No no amount of money is ever going to make up for it. But you, you got to be pretty damn stupid to not realize. One, like I said, these doors, when they lock, you feel it lock into place. Mm-hmm. Um, You, you got to be pretty stupid to do that and to look in that general direction and not see that you're dragging a seven-year-old. So my dumbass of the week belongs to uh, Melinda Sanders out of Louisville, Kentucky. Melinda Sanders, you're a fucking idiot. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. So I'm going to go with my dumbass of the week now. Um, you know, my, my family right now, Cade, is in Yellowstone. They went to, went for, they went to Idaho, then they're going to Yellowstone for a couple of days and having a good time over there, right? Well, on May 20th in Yellowstone, there was a woman someone took a video of her doing this she was taking a picture of herself standing dangerously close to a bison and we're talking no joke i'm looking at the picture she is less than a foot away from the bison the bison's laying on the ground she's literally less than a foot away and taking a selfie if that bison gets up she's dead you know that just is what it is you know fucking idiot um so you know yeah the same day the same day okay it Another woman was nearly gored by a bison as she was having her picture taken near the animal. Two other tourists uh, looking for a photo op came too close to bison on May 8th. One of the men stood about two feet away from bison's face while the other took a picture. And then, uh, yeah, okay. So there's this happens every fucking year in Yellowstone. And people get hurt. People get hurt. And the... My problem is not the people getting hurt. They they deserve it. Fuck them, right? My problem is that typically when an animal hurts a human, they have to euthanize the animal. And so not only are they being idiots and they can hurt themselves, but you're also going to fucking have an animal put down because your fault. You got too fucking close to it and it gored you. It, you startled it, whatever the hell it was. Now, those people to me are dumbasses. So if you're out there and you're going to go to Yellowstone or you're going to go to any national park or what have you, where there's, there's wildlife and stuff, you know, if you're going to approach an animal that close, do me a favor, just let it kill you. Cause he, cause I mean, fuck you, fuck you. You know, there, there's no reason for you to need to get that close. None, none. You know, there's people who are, Oh, you know, I, I, I'm a thrill seeker, you know, go, you're a thrill seeker. Yeah. Go stand in front of a fucking train. There, there's, there's your thrill seeking right there leave those fucking animals alone you know i've been to yellowstone a few times love it gorgeous i we don't get anywhere near the animal i'd like to see it preserved you know i want to see them out there in in their in their natural habitat and stuff 
And these people were like, oh, I, I want to take a selfie. You know, it's like those people who go to the freaking, I don't know, what, the, the geysers, hot springs or whatever in, in Yellowstone also. And there's literally paths. It says, do not come off the, the, the do not come off the trail because the, the, the ground is not stable. It's just hot water under it. Some morons, you know, it, 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 inevitably, every fucking year, someone goes off the, goes off the trail and ends up with, you know, 80 degree burn, whatever the fuck the burns are. You know, I don't know what the degrees are, but they get scalded and oh my God, you know, they lost all their skin. You know what? You fucking didn't heed the warnings. Nature is is a lot more a lot more dangerous than than, than, than we want to make it out to be, and we're not invincible. We're not invincible. So if you're stupid enough to do that, or you're stupid enough to go up to a bison, or or God forbid, if you're a fucking idiot and you do this to a bear, you you get what's coming to you, okay? And I don't wish death upon people normally. You, I would wish death upon because if that animal fucking attacks you, they're going to put the animal down. Might as well be for a life for a life at that point. Fuck you. Don't get anywhere near those animals. Stay the hell away from them. You who do that are my dumbasses of the week. So I, I want to pitch a in. Singular That's dumbass a singular dumbass. All of them. <laughs> What's that, kid? No, I was going to say, I'm a pitch in. That's a fact. Like, th- those animals are fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And if you leave them alone, they are probably nine times out of ten going to leave you the fuck alone as well. But we, we live in this world where it's all about this clout and all about getting getting likes. You know what? Do, do me a favor. Go stand about three inches from a rattlesnake. Let's see how many clout likes you get from that. Yeah. Go, go do us all a favor. I, I'm like you. Actually, on YouTube, they get a lot of views because we like seeing people do stupid things. Yeah, that, that's the truth. It's it's so stupid. And yeah, there are plenty of people who, and, and that water is toxic. It's not just hot. It is toxic. Yeah, sulfur. Hey, man. how about this? If you're, if you're going to go, if you're going to survive that, go nosedive into the, into the, in the geyser. Please do it. Yeah. Go ahead and I'll do pay that. you. I, I, I hear, I hear those volcanoes that erupt this time of year in Hawaii. Go ahead and jump in there. You know, uh, fuck man. Now, yeah. And all of them are the dumbasses. That's not one dumbass or collectively they can be one dumbass, you know, a group it, it's okay it's okay yellowstone super volcano is like forty thousand years overdue god yeah. god will get them we're god's all, gonna get us all <laughs> i was gonna say once that thing goes we're all gonna fucking die so oh yeah it's gonna kill us all yeah and if you guys needed your uh daily dose with uh serotonin here you go <laughs> yeah here's some hot ash bitch exactly, exactly. it's ash wednesday okay. motherfuckers i hope you guys loved my sarcasm there <laughs> I, I hope I hope it erupts on a Tuesday, so then the ash can rain on a Wednesday. Oh, ash Wednesday, ash Wednesday, bitches. That's fucking great. That's that's awesome. Well, it's gonna be Ash Wednesday for a little while when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be Ash every day. Hey, are are you? Still I'm telling there? you, if I if I had a fucking if I had three nukes, I would drop one on the San Andreas fault line just to see that one go off. <laughs> Tectonic plates, bitches. Uh, I, I'm waiting for the day California breaks off. Just and just goes um because you know it's that's overdue too so and then, then I, hope Florida, I hope there's somebody yeah. i really want there to be somebody standing on this side of the san andreas fault line when it breaks and they're just playing johnny cash ring of fire <laughs> i just want that to happen so bad please let it happen Oh man, yeah. I used to live over there, and I remember when the earthquake uh, hit in the '89 World Series. Um, we lived about an hour and a half, two hours south of San Francisco. You could feel it there. 
And there was actually some people at that time were like, oh, my God, is this the one? It was fucking massive. I mean, we felt it two hours away. Fresno and our south of us felt it as well. You know what I mean? It was fucking massive. Now, clearly it wasn't the one, but I'll tell you what, um, we had earthquake drills, you know, at, at school. So, oh, earthquake happens. Go under your 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 desk. It's like, what the fuck is this going to do? You know I mean? You know, if if the building collapses, this desk is not going to hold up. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what we did that for, but yeah, we had earthquake drills. Um, we felt quakes, you know, hey, it, there's it, nothing compared to what my Nana had to go through with nuke drills back in her day. <laughs> Jesus. And then, and then having to get under the table for that too. Like what, it, it, you know, the, it, the nuke isn't going to be like, Oh, Oh, sorry. There's a table. I'm, I'm not going to No, You're fucking yeah, stupid. Stupid. We'll shout out Nana here in a second, guys. For that, that's all we got. That is all we got. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share with anyone and everyone you know. Be sure to check out our colleagues on Plaster Negotiations, which are switching over to once a month now, and Sportsoft Broadstreet Street on the same YouTube channel. And then El Cabra, you know, our resident, uh, our resident musician, as the humble basis on the channel in the link in the description, as well as all of us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, etc. Those links are in the description as well. I want to thank you, Cade, High C, Wheelman, for coming today. Caleb, the Mac as well. And for Big Zone and Sports Talk, I have been the Big Zone. We'll see you all next week. Guys, let's shout out to Nana. Let's say what's up, Nana. What's up, Nana? Hi, Nana. Hi, Nana. Hi, Nana. <laughs> have a good one, Nana. It was great seeing you again. Take care, everybody. Hey, you guys, we'll see you all later. Take care, guys.